Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new film to watch or a new show to binge, or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, or Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about my my personally highly anticipated follow-up uh, to Possessor from Brandon Cronenberg. This movie being Infinity Pool, which came out this year, 2023. I think it was this year. Why does it seem like it came out last year? Uh, no, it did come out this year, 2023, written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg, uh, the son of David Cronenberg. Very similar aesthetics and vibes, uh, but I do love that Brandon Cronenberg does a lot of in-camera effects, practical effects, I absolutely... The, the subject matter so far I love. Uh, very dark sci-fi horror. I enjoy it. So written and directed by Brandon Cronenberg. Starring Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Jaleel Lespert, and Mia Goth. The plot of this movie, James and M. Foster are enjoying an all-inclusive beach vacation in the fictional island of Latalka. When a fatal accident exposes the resort's perverse subculture of hedonistic tourism, reckless violence, and surreal horrors. Overall, I was a big fan, as I said, of Brandon Cronenberg's last film, Possessor. Very dark, very violent, very gruesome. This movie, very similar. Uh, Dark sci-fi horror movie. Uh, great practical effects and other camera visual effects that I love. Uh, had no idea where this movie was going at first. Absolutely no idea. When the kind of twist or the the subject of this movie reveals itself, um, the story comes and you start to dig in deep to the meat of this story and the themes of this story. And I was blown away with this movie. Uh, there is a lot to think about and marinate with in this movie. Great performances from everybody involved. Uh, Skarsgård, who most recently played a tech billionaire in the show uh, Succession, which I thought was a great performance, very different from this. Very different and similar in some ways to this one. Also, he played the main character in, God, what was that movie that I love? Was it The Huntsman? I don't think it's The Huntsman, was it? Um, let's see, where is that movie? The Northman, which is an amazing movie I reviewed a few months ago, probably four or five months ago, uh, that was written and directed by Robert Eggers. Uh, I believe my favorite of the Robert Eggers film, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but uh, amazing that Skarsgård w- played the Northman, which is this giant Viking badass. And then in this movie, 
plays somebody who's very nerdy, weakling kind. It's a great performance from him. Also, an amazing performance from Mia Goth, who I am instantly a fan of after watching X and then watching Pearl. Excited to see where that franchise goes with Maxine that is in some stage of production at this point. Uh, went through and watched all of her movies. This Sunday I will be doing a top five. I will be ranking my top five favorite Mia Goth films. She chooses very interesting films, very interesting roles. And in my opinion, this is probably my favorite performance from hers. But great performances all around. Uh, and uh, this movie will definitely on the top five Mia Goth movies. This will be on the list. I'm not going to say where on the list, uh, but it is not. I don't know if it's my favorite. We will find out what my favorite Mia Goth film, or at least how her films rank as far as the movies themselves. But as far as performance, I would say like this movie and Pearl probably are her two standout performances in my opinion but this one this performance in this movie i think hits uh, even harder i love this movie uh i love what this movie is saying about people with privilege i love all of the gruesome effects in this movie i'm excited to see whatever brandon cronenberg does next uh i would love that he did another film earlier on that i would love to revisit uh, but his career, I'm excited to see and love what he's doing with film, how he uses sci-fi in order to tell very interesting stories with very interesting themes. Uh, and in this movie, like I said, it takes a while before I realized what the movie was even about. Right, You have this writer and his wife on this vacation, this some resort that they are at. And they seem kind of shady. They meet up with this other couple who seems to be a fan of and familiar with his work. A uh, writer who's only published one book, very unsuccessful, yet he meets somebody who's familiar with his work, this couple. And uh, they seem very shady. Then there's an event that happens, and the kind of sci-fi nature of this movie reveals itself, introduces itself, and it changes everything I was thinking this movie was about or going to be about. But in the best way. I had no idea where it was, where it was going. And then when the, the reality of this world reveals itself uh, in, in the darkest of dark black mirror type of ways, uh, I was all in and excited. And the nature of everything really helps to highlight and reveal the themes that he's trying to discuss in this movie, which I really enjoyed as well. Um, sets up very unique, unlikable characters uh, that are engaged in horrible things, uh, then s sets up a reality for those unlikable characters, these people, to dive deeper into why they are so unlikable. This movie asks... So many questions about humanity, privilege, uh, and the privilege that comes with money. And the way this is filmed in kind of discussing privilege, specifically privilege that comes with money, as opposed to racial privilege that exists, 
But in this movie, they're at this resort, this island resort, and the people who are that live there, the locals, everybody in this in this movie, for the most part, aside from his wife, they're all white people. Where normally, if this was more of a realistic take, most resorts, most scenarios that are similar to this movie, the people, the locals, would be people that have excess melanin in their skin right they would have darker skin and i think because cronenberg decided to make all of the characters white it highlights the specific privilege of money that exists and removes the many other types of privilege that exist uh including racial privileges and things like that so i think it the 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 choice was made specifically in order to to speak specifically about the the differences that exist between people who have money and people who don't have money and how the the life and freedoms are so vastly different between those two groups uh, and because this movie is set fictional place, I think it removes itself from a lot of those, a, a lot of political and, and other types of discussions that are also tied up in the reality that we exist in, where there is so much more that exists within privilege in addition to financial differences between those who have and those who don't have. So I enjoy, like, it's, it's very interesting to see a movie where the, the locals are, like, I, I can't think of a resort destination where the locals are white. It just doesn't exist, right? You would, like, you would think, like, this would be like if Russia had a, a resort somewhere, this, uh, a vacation resort, which I'm sure there are, but not like, not like an island paradise type of a resort. Anyway, so I enjoy that aspect of it. I think that was an interesting choice to make that really, really drives home what he's trying to talk about, I believe. Um, and highlights the themes, really like amplifies the, the messages he's trying to, to talk about. Uh, and also you see the freedoms that the people who have money have, the the just what true unfettered freedom looks like versus what the illusion of justice looks like like that we see in day-to-day -day lives the way in reality like crimes that that pun the crimes in america whose punishment is a fine are punishments designed and specifically for poor people because when wealthy people or large corporations commit horrible atrocities and their only punishment is a fine that is basically the cost for them to do whatever they want it is not they are in no way being punished they are not receiving any jail time there is no actual punishment for corporations and wealthy people who actually do devastating things but just end up having to pay a fraction of whatever 
it was that they initially profited from doing these horrible things to begin with. Um, and I think the way this movie highlights that and frames that type of idea is perfect. And, and, done, and, and done in a, the way it's used within this kind of sci-fi telling of, of this story is, is perfect. So, and really highlights that it is just for the rest of us when we see somebody of privilege or of wealth or a large corporation being caught, being busted, doing something that is highly illegal, that is massively devastating to communities, that is toxic and, and lethal to, to humans, when they are caught, when they are found like when they are are you know punished quote unquote it is just an illusion because they are never punished they are nothing really bad happens to them ever but it's supposed to make it is theater to make those that have been affected by these atrocities make it's trying to pretend like that makes up for what they did it's it's a theatrical type of false way of of representing justice so in the way those themes are fleshed out in this movie, so powerful, the sci-fi the sci-fi ideas really add to those themes as well. The performances of these characters, specifically Mia Goth, amazing. Uh, one of her best performances, as I said. And this movie, a great entry in the horror movie genre, uh, specifically of horror movie creepy masks that exist. You have the the Purge franchise that has a lot of great entries in the horror genre that has creepy masks. Obviously, there's kind of the one-off type of horror mask things with like Michael Myers and and Jason and all that. But I think the masks that are used in this uh, are very creepy uh, and very fit with with everything in this movie. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about attention, attention all Ray, Ray Taylor, Taylor show, show fans. fans. We're excited to announce we've just released a line of exclusive merchandise featuring original artwork inspired by the show. Our high quality shirts and biodegradable phone cases are a perfect way to show your support for the show and make a great gift for any fan. Plus, with each purchase, you'll be helping us continue to bring you great content. So don't wait. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com now and check out the full collection. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll show your support by grabbing some Ray Taylor Show merchandise today. And now, let's get back to the show. There is, however, I would say a lot of low-volume talking and whispering in this movie so I would recommend subtitles because there are many conversations that happen at a very low volume. And I have like I have a nice sound bar. I have good sound where when I watch movies and I would have had to constantly be playing with the volume level, bumping it up to hear what people are saying. And they have accents so sometimes with low qual low level volume dialogue that have accents as well it's even harder to to understand so i would recommend putting subtitles on for this movie uh because there are many moments where you will need it 
other than that, love this movie. I do want to get into spoilers, however, and talk about the details of this movie. So if you do not want to be spoiled on Infinity Pool, also the name of this movie is a very interesting kind of a dual purpose name. The Infinity Pool as like a noun being a thing, this luxury item. I mean, people having a pool in general is kind of a luxury item. To have a property to which you can fit a pool, uh, whether it's an above-ground pool, below-ground pool, but to have the type of pool that is the infinity pool, the pool that looks like it doesn't have any edges, that is a very luxury type of a pool, which in this movie is discussing the luxuries that people with money benefit from. But also the term of infinity is also represented in what this sci-fi nature of this this movie is where there is this infinite life that exists with people and their abilities to commit these crimes so the name of this movie i thought was brilliant a brilliant name for it and there is no i don't believe there is one infinity pool in this movie but as far as a title that represents so much of what this movie is i think it's a perfect title um but let's get into spoilers starting off so you have i'm kind of just going to walk through what my thoughts were as watching this movie because we start we see this couple they're at a resort the camera movements great camera movements but the camera moves like these very dramatic rotating camera movements very like ominous and building tension i don't know what this couple is there almost seems like they are almost like spies like i'm tr like trying to understand what i'm watching here right then they go to dinner with this couple that they meet and you find out that Mia Goss' character is like an actress who specializes, she's a commercial actress, who specializes in failing. Like those, those infomercials where somebody's trying to cut with a shitty knife and it just, it is the most ridiculous type of fail that you see in advertising and she kind of demos that at the dinner. But she's a fan of his book, right? And of course he loves that because he's a very unsuccessful writer who is struggling to come up with another book, uh, but married into money. So he doesn't have any money. He's poor and unsuccessful artist, and he's married this woman who has all the money. Um, so it's a very interesting dynamic in that way. They decide to go on a day trip. They, they leave the resort, which they're not supposed to do. And as they leave the resort, you see the fence that surrounds this resort very tall walls they have razor wire on the top like definitely more of a compound feel like when they leave the resort they are leaving into an area where they are not safe but they get out they go on this day trip they go to like you see while they're driving the dude and the other couple has all these tats that look like he's had kind of a harder life at one point in in his life so he's kind of like shady there's questions with like okay where did he get his money what kind of a person is he they go stop at this like beach where there's this abandoned burnt out car there right they're grilling food they're eating food uh there's this joke that 
you know, he's offering to feed Skarsgård more sausages and he's like, no, no. And he's like joking around that like he's trying to feed him, force feed him all these sausages to fatten him up so that they can eat him. You know, they can like so I'm like, is this like some cannibal story? Like what is going on? And he really runs with the the kind of the yes and type of aspect of playing around with their trying to fatten him up uh, to slaughter him and eat him. Very bluntly asks why his wife would marry a man with no money, right? So I'm like, is this a cannibal story? What is going on? Like this couple has no fucks to give. They ask and do whatever they feel like doing. And you see that that is even further illustrated when the Skarsgård character, whose name is James, he's going to take a piss. They've been drinking. He's going to take a piss, right, away from where they're they're grilling out or whatever. And and Mia Goss character, Gabby, just comes over and jerks him off while he's taking a piss. And we see the finish, the the money shot, as it were, landing on the rocks. And it's like and, and she just walks away and just like not a single fuck to give. Right. Just does whatever she wants. She's like, I'm going to go over there, jerk him off and walk away. And it's like it is like I'm what is going on while I'm watching this movie? What is this movie about? What is this couple going to do? What like there? I'm just waiting for there's nothing good is going to come from the situation. Right. Then later that night, they're driving back. And 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 James decides to drive because he wasn't drinking as much. And on the drive back. He hits a guy, kills a guy, accidentally on the side of the road. It's dark. He's been drinking. They've all been drinking. They're all kind of passing. He hits this guy. And when they get there, they have to make up some story to get back inside because they were never allowed to leave. And the next morning, they're arrested because, obviously, they killed somebody. They killed a local. And then we see what the setup is for this movie. Right? he gets killed it's like what is like was he set up to be whatever i still have no idea but then we see what this movie is about we see the sci-fi come in because we find out the laws of this place is that if you kill somebody that lives there if you kill a local then a member of the family of that person that died will can kill you that is their law but to get around that for the people who have money and can afford to go to this resort, they have a technology that will allow you to clone yourself so that the member of the family that is going to kill you to receive justice, the eye for an eye, they will only be killing your clone. So the illusion of justice. Basically, if you have enough money, you pay that money and you don't have to receive any punishment, right? Basically what a fine would be in our current justice system in America, but used in such a way with this sci-fi element of being able to clone people brilliantly, but also adds new layers because there's this unsure unknown thing whether the person that is being killed is the original or the clone and it's something that the people who survive these people that have all had this happen have all paid the money to get cloned to avoid punishment 
don't know if they are the original or if they are the clone. So it adds another layer on top of the fact that it's a justice system that is it is all fake. It is all performative to make the locals feel like they're getting justice in some ways. So the lo the clone killed in their place has all their memories, right? So that when the clone is being killed, it will have the same guilt as if the original was being killed. So it's just if you can afford to do it, then and it also sets up the fact that James, who now has to pay to get a clone so he doesn't die, is using his wife's money because he doesn't have any money. So it also sets up that dynamic. So you have the illusion of punishment, right? The, the, this punishment that's basically a fine. No prison time. Just pay your money and you go back to fucking off with your life, your privileged life back at the resort. So he gets the money out of the ATM, gets his wife's money out of the ATM. And the kind of the process, the sci-fi shorthand strips down, puts on this like rubber suit and a cap. Right. Uh, they put something to keep his lips open. Right. It's kind of an interesting kind of a, a thing. S dips down in this ooze. Very simple sci fi shorthand to illustrate the cloning process, which I thought was brilliant. And then you see how it is. It's like you see the boy, the son of the guy that died, goes up, stabs him. And then you see in the back, which it feels like the locals know that they're watching but you see the group of rich people in on these bleachers watching this murder of the clone potentially clone maybe the original happen you see m james wife just mortified seeing the clone being stabbed or the original but then you see James sitting next to her pretty unfazed and almost gives like a little smile at the end, maybe to signify that he's happy that he got away with it. Maybe it signifies that on some level he knows he's the clone and is now taken over. But a very interesting moment. Finds out no passport excuse to stay longer. Right. Let's enjoy this freedom that he knows that he now has on some level and to spend more time with these friends that he they just met. But you have the question of who's actually killed was it the clone was it the real person. Who are you after that event? You know, and does it even matter? Right, I have to assume there is a chance that the real person was actually killed and that the clone is the one that takes his place. Right, you have the smile that he gives. Like, on some level, it's the clone knowing that he, he won or just realized that he got away with killing somebody, enjoying, like, really being able to, like, I got away with it. Like, I'm free. I, I, I have my freedom still. My wife paid the money. And I'm still here. Right. Then later they have a get together. The, these rich people that have now like kind of brought him into their group. They have this get together 
and they all refer to themselves as zombies, like in a joking way, like that they're all zombies, which, you know, as if they know they're all clones or act as if they're clones, like that is definitely a possibility, which I think is a very interesting term to use in this situation where these people who potentially could all be clones who have all done this paid the money to get away with whatever crimes they've committed already and they are in many ways the undead they escaped death they are zombies in many ways and to think of this movie as a zombie movie is interesting because these people this group of zombies are terrorizing the people of this island as zombies would. So it, it is kind of a very interesting, like you could almost make an argument that this is a zombie movie. But just one of many elements in this movie that I find very interesting is take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote, are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor show to the next level? Look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus. As a member, you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks, including the full week of shows, ad-free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members-only discounts and deals, a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes. But that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspire Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of The Ray Taylor Show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, let's get back to the show. And they all have a very similar question about if they're real, if they're the clone. And the fact that they have enough money, they no worry to commit crimes. Like they're like the knowing that they can get away with committing whatever crimes they want as long as they can afford to buy a clone. And especially if they think that they're already dead, then it's even more of a like, who cares? Like if we're already dead, if we are the clones, if we are the zombies, then it matters even less. Like they are detached from any kind of morality, any kind of human morality, even further from the fact that they just have this privilege of having money. And you see how they break into the shop to steal the mask, which love the creepy mask, very creepy. And then after they get caught again and killed again, which seemingly killed without clones, but then it's, it's just kind of further. We see that they're back in the stands, back in the bleachers applauding as they see all of their clones die. They congratulate James on his clones performance while being killed. And you see that they're just a gang of rich assholes that enjoy that they can get away with doing the most horrific things, right? It's a very dark idea, but also very real on how wealthy people, on how corporations are literally destroying humanity, literally destroying humanity's ability to survive on this planet with climate change, literally poisoning water, literally giving massive amount giant communities of people cancer 
destroying human life on a massive scale and the only type of punishment these wealthy people and corporations receive are a fine that is a small percentage of what profits they rake in by doing these horrific things. It is absolutely disgusting. Meanwhile, poor people enslaved, put in cages to work for no money, the modern day slavery, and it's the the two sides of justice that exist in this world. I think this movie illustrates so painfully honest uh and in such a unique and creative way you know it's 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 painful it's it's horrific it's horrific the fact that it is so true to life in many ways right the only the only consequences they ever face are monetary consequences which don't they don't have like it's nothing to that they have so much money it's it doesn't it doesn't even matter to them they could lose half of their money and be richer than everybody. Still be wealthier than 90% of people that exist. And watching Alexander Skarsgård, right, this guy that in one movie was the nor- in The Northman playing in this movie this weaselly guy, right, as he's trying to, like, kind of reassert his manliness within this group. Right, it just really highlights what a great actor. If you watch The Northman and then you watch this movie and realize that that is the same guy, I, it is just it's great. It also fits very well with his character in Succession. This this character in this movie, um, almost as if like after this movie, that is his he became a CEO of Gojo or whatever in Succession, and when. She takes, there's a moment where they're like beating up on somebody who's got a hood over them and he like pees on it, right? Trying to assert his, his dominant, his manliness again, right? James. And then she takes the hood off to reveal that it's actually a clone of him that they've been torturing. Very brutal, very brutal, but also shows how he is not fully accepted by them. Like, despite the fact that he is in his group, they still know that he's not using his money. He's using his wife's money. He's like, the, he's one. He's just one of many toys. Aside from their their ability to abuse everybody that lives, all the locals that live there, they're also attacking him, hazing him, bullying him in ways because they know he's not. They he's not actually one of them. And that manipulation, specifically that Mia Goss character Gabby does. Like, her ability to manipulate him and push him to do whatever she wants is devastating. <laughs> but just just goes to show this guy who is unsuccessful, is meek, is fragile, and is f- they're building him up with this false sense of, of gravitas or whatever. And then just doing that to cut his legs out from... It's just like... It is so painful to watch. He's like he's like the rat in a maze and they're just watching him fumble around. And it's all because they know he has no money, right? They met him at a low moment in in his life with he, when he had no confidence. So they bully him, they haze him. 
make him feel accepted, but also laugh at him a lot, bullying him in, in every way. And they know he's not one of them. He's never accepted as one of them. He's just another human life that they don't respect. And then you find out after that, right? He's kind of like, okay, he sees they're, they're just treating him like shit, finds his passport that he hid, and he's trying to get away. And the scene where they chase down the bus that he's on that's going to the airport and pull it over is where you see Mia Goth and her performance really shine. It is, she is terrifying in this. Pull over the bus, her talking shit to him, calling him like a little baby bedwetter. It is just, it is brutal. It is absolutely brutal. The rage that she shows, like the rage and like shake, the adrenaline, you could, he's just shaking with rage. Demanding he come out. Amazing. Of course he does. He obeys her. Push comes to shove. She can, can manipulate him. And this, this, that scene is the moment where I'm like, she is a next level actress. You know, she's great in X. She's even better in Pearl. But this movie was like, oh, she's, she's going to be one of the greatest actresses of her generation. Hands down. Hands down. In my opinion. And then you see how they make him walk back in front of the car as they're driving slowly and she's just like splayed out on the hood of the car drinking wine talking shit to him at gunpoint just belittling him the whole time telling him how it was just the plan to fuck with him right that they never even read his book never even they just knew that that would be an easy way to manipulate him and then you see him get away he like finds this like house and then it kind of gets you see some of the great in camera effects of of Cronenberg and he the the house that he runs away and and kind of gets uh solace in is this the house of the boy or at least he has a hallucinates this boy that killed that uh, was the boy that originally killed him or killed his his clone and he has like this evil smile on him that is crazy. And then you kind of find it's a dream. You see heads being split open. And then he wakes up and everybody's there. All of the, the group is there. And they have his clone still, his double playing as a dog on a leash, on all fours. And he literally is wrestling himself, wrestles his clone, which is a crazy scene that he's able to make it look like two scars guards are wrestling each other. Then he punches, you know, punches his head, kind of caves his head in or whatever. Great practical effects as always. In in camera effects, models, molds, doing all of thing, everything perfectly blended, close-ups, quick cuts, everything perfectly executed. And then you see Gabby run over to baby him again. She smears blood on her breast and then has him suckle it like a little baby. It is like, it is so painful to watch how just this guy is so effortlessly manipulated. And then it ends with him 
like everybody leaves, right? The resort is closed for the season and all the rich people go fuck off. You hear them on the bus talking about going back to their normal lives as if they just didn't cause absolute chaos at this resort island. And instead of flying home, you see this guy at back at the resort just kind of staying. Or maybe it's his double. Maybe it's one of his doubles. Who knows? Right? I didn't watch this again. Maybe if I watch it again, you see that he packs three urns. Like, they get the cremated remains of their double or their original, depending on what you believe. Uh, but he packed three urns. I wasn't keeping track of how many times he was cloned. So... Maybe there was a clone that didn't die, that actually did survive, and that is the clone that stayed back while the other one went back home. Who knows? Right? I'm going to have to watch it again, pay attention to see if that's a possible reading of the end of this movie. But an insane movie right? speaks to privilege. Those who have money, who can break as many laws as they want, as long as they have enough money to pay for the fines. You have second chances or infinite, the infinite, the infinity pool of lives that these people have as long as they have enough money, while the poor people just get the illusion of justice. And the wealthy will just watch and cheer because they know nothing. Nothing will ever happen to them. They know they will be, they, they're, they're invincible. And those who think they belong will soon learn that they don't, right? The kind of new money versus old money, I would imagine, is that comparison, right? They're just there for their amusement, to be mocked and bullied and manipulated and laughed at domesticated and sacrificed coddled and killed they will go back to their normal lives of privilege and you know nothing they will never change they will never learn they will never grow they will just delve into the depths of their horrific beings but i love this movie such a powerful movie great use of sci-fi to illustrate how the laws and quote-unquote justice or mostly performative especially when it comes to the wealthy um you know seeing somebody who thinks that they're accepted as one of them but ultimately it's just another toy for them to abuse as if this group of people they're all sid from toy story one and everybody else is just the toys that they can just dismember and explode and destroy because that's just they want destruction also love the clone the idea of the clone i love the kind of idea that this could be a zombie movie on some level but the themes of the have and the have-nots absolutely brutal the visual effects are amazing um as in his previous film possessor uh and i'm excited to see whatever brandon cronenberg does next uh, but i'm thankful for all of you for tuning in to this episode of the Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Infinity Pool. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder. Until next time, 
Enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at inspireddisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.